Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. I want to give you part two now of my special interview with Dr. Robert Malone, rwmalonemd.com, rwmalonemd.substack. Com. Go there and sign up for his Substack. We're talking about how the government, even the world bodies, are now trying to get us to think that there's a new variant that's coming out that is twice as deadly as anything that we've seen recently. And he's explaining, sort of comparing and contrasting how this works compared to the levels that were happening before we even heard about this variant, what this variant is, and the actual mortality. Now, I'm going to continue with Dr. Robert Malone. And uh, the answer from the CDC's data is that the uh, case fatality rate, the daily mortality rate, all comers is, uh, and that means that, you know, people that had a car accident and they stuck a swab up their nose and came up with a positive PCR and then they died or had a gunshot wound, as well as somebody who might have died uh, in part due to the virus itself. So all comers, and it comes to something in the range of 30 to 40 a day. That's extremely low compared to the peak levels that we had of 300, 400, and 500 per day. And I think it's important to compare so that we can kind of get a set point. So the average daily deaths in the United States of young people from opioids and fentanyl is running at about 300 to 400 per day, which is to say it's akin to a loaded 737 with young people crashing with 100% mortality once a week. Okay, that's that's what we're comparing to. Uh, and in the face of that, which you would think was a national health crisis, but apparently isn't, uh, we have all of this fear, uh, but it happens to be coupled with the rollout of a new medical product that the government is paid to be manufactured. Uh, and um, the, the, the shot's getting a little bit sketchy, so I want to jump in here, Doc, if I can, and hopefully the shot will reestablish. Um, it's Dr. Robert Malone. He, of course, the inventor of mRNA technology. Go and get his substack. It's rwmalonemd.substack.com. Uh, very important that you do so. Uh, great comparisons. At the end of, of what you said, which was so well spelled out, this, in your opinion, is clearly just a marketing campaign because they made the drug the government's buying the drug, so from Biden on down, and they've all said it now, going to work, it's going to be great, we've got a new booster coming out, everybody should go and get that. In fact, the White House press secretary has said, the president and this administration are pushing you to go and get this booster. You're saying the mortality rate is so low that maybe you've got more infections, but they're not, uh, they're not, it's not uh, an infection that should worry people to the point of the original infection that we had several years ago, and the booster probably isn't necessary. Am I hearing you right? Correct. And furthermore, uh, for instance, for most people, particularly young people, 
their risk of hospitalization and death is negligible from this virus that's currently circulating. And the, the, the vaccine, quote, boosters that have just been approved have no clinical data to support them. What they have is a small number of mice, for instance, with the Pfizer product, have been injected with the product, they bled those mice, they've acquired the serum, and they've done what's called a neutralization assay. Now, what that means, a virus neutralization assay, is that in cultured cells in the laboratory, they've mixed known amounts of virus with known amounts of this serum from mice, and they test whether or not the serum blocks the virus from infecting the cultured cells. This is a long, long way from showing any clinically relevant endpoint. And it's the same lie that's been told all the way through from the beginning, that neutralization, viral neutralization, is a correlate of protection. Those are fancy words, they're regulatory words. But what it means is that technically, in, in vaccine development historically for decades, you can't say that this test proves that this product will work in any way unless you've actually demonstrated that the test proves that the product will work. Makes sense? Yes. Um, they, haven't, they haven't bothered to do that with neutralization assays, let alone mouse neutralization assays. And so what we're really back to is akin to the old quote from Deborah Burks. Um, we didn't know if it was going to work, but we hoped it would. And on the basis Stunning. of this, they've approved it uh, for six-month-old and older. Remember, six-month-old have statistically zero probability of dying, right. very low probability of getting sick and being hospitalized, and very significant myocarditis and pericarditis risks and a number of other risks. So uh, as if that's bad enough, not, you know, then you have the point that was made by Dr. Joe Latipo before this was approved, who's a surgeon general in Florida, and just to drive that nail home, he's an MD, PhD, formerly full professor at UCLA. This guy has got serious academic chops, who has called it right all the way through the outbreak. He participated in the Great Barrington Declaration. He has uh, been uh, on point throughout this, and a couple of days ago, he made an announcement over the weekend that there were no data to support, no clinical data to support the use of these products at this time, these, quote, boosters. And furthermore, that the data from all over the world, including the United States now, has shown that at some period of time after taking these products, people move from a short-term slightly increased protection compared to natural immunity to what's called negative efficacy, which is to say that having accepted the products make you more likely to get infected. Those are the data from all over the world. Unfortunately, they've been hidden from the American public by the CDC, as was revealed through Freedom of Information Acts from the ICANN network. This is Adam Siri, uh, and then uh, disclosed 
uh, in a recent article by uh, uh, Zach Stiber at the Epic Times that came out at the beginning of this month. So the American people have had the data hidden and the CDC and the NIH have known that this was happening, this negative effectiveness since uh, 2021. So uh, not only is the product not effective at preventing infection, replication, spread, disease, or death, but it also at some variable period of time, and it appears the time gets shorter, the more of these products you accept. So the more boosters you take, the shorter the period until you move into negative effectiveness and it's made you actually more likely to be infected. The CDC showed some of this data during their deliberations at the ACIP yesterday, but they glossed over it and kind of pretended that it didn't exist, but it does. And uh, I don't see any justification for accepting these products at this point, particularly since the only data showing that they're gonna have any utility is mouse blood uh, concerning whether or not the product designed for Kraken will be effective against the currently dominant virus called Eris. So I, I, I can't understand what they've done, which is why I wrote the essay, the F FDA has gone rogue. Yes. Um, they're completely disregarding the norms and standards that have been developed within the FDA and internationally for decades. It is uh, Dr. Robert Malone. Go to rwmalonemd.substack.com. Find that article. It's called The FDA Has Gone Rogue, and he's, he's writing all sorts of articles in there as well. Uh, Doc, I wonder in the time we have remaining, if you can let me know why the government or governments around the world want to now inject mRNA technology into my food. What do they gain by putting that in my food other than some sort of a, a crazy reaction in my body that makes me think that I've got some disease all the time? Why do they want messenger RNA in my body? So the logic, and, and just to say, once again, you have to follow the money. This is largely driven by the interests of big ag and industrial animal agriculture. And the problems with that is that they use intensive animal agriculture where the animals are in close quarters, whether it's chick chickens, pigs, or beef and feedlots. And that causes the spread of infectious disease, and that's biting into their profit. So what they want are products that they can rapidly engineer to respond to new infectious disease that's actually being bred in their feedlots and chicken houses and swamp farms. That's what's going on. That's why they want this. And Merck already has a product that's basically a custom mRNA vaccine for swine. So let me ask you this. I, I'm, not, I'm somebody who's not vaccinated. I've got no mRNA in my body at all. If I, well, eat, this, if I eat this product, do I get it? So, you, Joe, you actually have gobs of RNA in your body because your body makes RNA. It's a natural okay. molecule. These, these uh, uh, pseudo-mRNAs that are being injected are not natural RNA. They're synthetic, and they substitute pseudouridine for one of the natural bases that's a component of all RNAs. Uh, 
is it going to get into your body from uh, animal food supply, like if you eat pork? Right. Uh, that is, so as you know, the big problem with pork is trichinosis, and you yes. better cook your pork or have it pretty well cured. Uh, and so the question is, would cooking inactivate or curing inactivate a, a pseudouridine-containing mRNA? Unfortunately, the answer is unknown. That's the honest truth. Wow. And the USDA, much like the FDA, is treating this kind of like akin to the emergency use authorization process. They're not really forcing the manufacturers to do the hard lift of characterizing it. And so as you ask more and more questions, and I've written on this, uh, and there's an essay out with uh, one of the beef producer organizations. Um, the truth is that we don't know much of the core questions that people like yourself are asking about this. And I can tell you that the American beef producers who produce some of the best beef in the world are, are really pretty upset because even if these products are benign for consumers, if, we don't know that, but let's say if they are, people are still going to be wary about eating beef that has had these products. And so it's going to, it's going to hurt the farmers because it's going to be a decreased market for their products. So I, it's, there is no unmet pressing need here, particularly in cattle. Cattle are currently uh, grown for the most part in pasture on grass. Uh, the only time when cattle might need it would be at these massive feedlots. And the solution is, if you can afford it and have the time, find a local producer of grass-fed beef and find a local slaughterhouse that can process that and buy direct from the farmer. That'll get you out of the loop of all of this agribusiness and the manipulations that they do. It's Dr. Robert Malone, inventor of mRNA technology. Also, his website, maloneinstitute.org. Go and get his Substack right now, rwmalonemd.substack.com. While I have you, I'd be remiss to not ask you about masking. As far as I understand, the, the molecules of COVID are smaller than the openings in the mesh. Even N95 masks don't work very well. Is there any reason for us to be talking about masking again? Absolutely not. Uh, and Tony Fauci got caught uh, uh, in a lie by CNN of all places yeah. uh, recently when they caught him uh, with presenting him with the Cochrane meta-analysis, he said, paraphrasing, well, that's true at a population level. They don't work, but they work at the individual level and the, what? the what? unspoken question. Yeah, the, exactly. Uh, you should work for CNN um, <laughs> because they, they didn't challenge it. They just accepted it. But what it, what it, clearly illustrates is what's been going all along. Tony Fauci substitutes his personal opinion for science, and then he gets all in a tail twist because he says, I am the science, you shouldn't challenge me. Right. But that was a great example of Tony just spouting off his bias without any data um, in the face of a major uh, decades-long meta-analysis that's been going on from the top group in the world the group that defined how to do meta-analyses. So no masks, no lockdowns, and in my opinion, these products should be withdrawn from the market. They're neither safe nor effective.
We appreciate you always bringing the truth. Go and uh, check out his Substack, rwmalonemd.substack.com. Go and follow him everywhere. He's on social media as well. It's Dr. Robert Malone. Duck, let's not make it so long in between next time, okay? You got it. All right, brother. We appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Pleasure, pleasure to talk to Dr. Malone. It's interesting to talk to him because every time you say he's the inventor of mRNA technology, somebody in the corporate media will say, no, he's not. This person over here and this person over here, he might have been part of some team that came up with it. So, Carrie, you probably couldn't see it, but behind I him could. the entire time, he's got several patents. <laughs> he's just got several oh, U.S. patents, yeah. and it's for the mRNA technology. He literally has the original patents for them. Um, patents last a certain amount of time, and then other people took what he patented and did other things with it, and then Moderna somehow got involved, and so on and so forth. But when it comes to the guy who came up with it, he is the guy whose name is on the original patents. And I just don't know why we can't tell the truth like that. If you say that, like if I were to go tweet that right now, mm-hmm. community notes would say, oh, several people are uh, attributed oh, with blah, no. blah, 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 blah. And here's the guy who we know he's got the actual U.S. patents for coming up with the technology. And if I want to know about it, I think I should talk to that guy, don't you? That would make sense, right? Yes. But they, Seems they, to see, know what he's talking yeah. about. But there yeah. I go, making sense. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, right. We like having the doctor on, and I like the, the, the level of infection was very low. And even if it's gone up by something that looks like a high percentage, what he said makes a lot of sense. It's gone up by a high percentage, but still the infection rate is very low. And the mortality rate of this new strain, according to him, is nowhere near what we've seen in other strains. And then I asked him about masking, asked him about another booster. And you've got people like Kathy Hochul in New York is, is like literally saying, whatever shot you took before is not going to work. you got to get the booster. And I'm here to tell you, listen to scientists. Don't even listen to me. Listen to Malone. Listen to Urso. Listen to McCullough. Listen to, to Lopez. I've got these people on all the time. Dr. Simone Gold. Listen to them. And then really make a good decision for yourself going into the next hysteria that's going to be pushed upon us by the media. I hope that you got something out of that interview. I had to do it in two parts because of time constraints with the commercial breaks. I will post the entire thing on Rumble later, so you can go and check out the entire thing. It's about 21 minutes long, and uh, get all the information you need. A lot of people are going to be emailing me. How can I hear that again? How can I see that again? How can I send that to my uncle? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Lots more coming your way. Next hour, we've got a great interview with uh, Pastor Max Licato. He's got a new book out. I talked to him a lot about Israel and about all this money going to Iran and what that might end up meaning. All right? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pags Show.